Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, GetMK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be discussing the greatest evil our society has ever known. I'm talking, of course, about electronic devices and their abominable screens. New research recently unveiled has demonstrated that screens are not just a great way to get kids to keep quiet for more than 30 seconds, they may actually be driving children towards mental illness. According to news media from around the globe, too much screen time and too little exercise might be destroying kids' sleep patterns and driving them toward depression. It sounds scary, terrifying even. Thankfully, The research is much less solid than you might have heard. You probably don't need to burn your children's iPads just yet. The headlines that have popped up around this study are, as ever, a wonderful foray into the weird and uh, ridiculous. Medscape, an online health magazine, went with Good sleep plus limits on screen time help with impulse control with the obvious implication that this study found a strong causal relationship between screen time and impulse control. We'll come back to that point. CBC went with the much more realistic How too little sleep and too much screen time affects a child's behaviour study, which is much closer to, but still pretty far from the truth. Uh, But this time, the winner of the worst headline of all competition goes to The Telegraph, with the truly odious piece of absurdity, Social media can make children more likely to have eating disorders because it makes them more impulsive, study finds. Luckily for parents everywhere, there is not a shred of evidence that this is true. Screen time might not have a lovely health halo, but it also isn't the source of all evil either. The headlines were wrong. The study in question was a fairly standard piece of epidemiological research. The scientists took an existing cohort of children from the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Study. This netted them a study population of 4,524 children, who they then split up into groups based on how much screen time, sleep, and exercise they got. The researchers took these groups and compared them on measures of impulsive behaviour, which included some fairly dense theoretical constructs like positive urgency, delay discounting, and behavioural inhibition systems. Overall, there appeared to be some very weak correlations between sleep, screen time, exercise, and impulsivity. Kids who got more sleep, less screen time, and the recommended amount of exercise had better scores on the measures of impulsivity, meaning that they were generally a bit less impulsive than kids who didn't meet these recommendations. And this was considered important because some mental health problems, uh, for example, eating disorders, are related to impulsivity in a complex way that we don't fully understand, but generally speaking, more impulsivity may be associated with worse mental health. But that's about it. The study demonstrated that kids who got a bit more sleep and spent less time looking at screens in favour of exercise were slightly less impulsive than kids who are glued to the TV or iPad. If you're looking for a measure of how strong this relationship was, the researchers reported what's known as an R-squared value for their aggressions, which is the statistical tests they ran to compare the effect of these variables. 
now the r squared is basically a measure of how much the model explains the variance of the variables in question or how much the statistical model explains the differences that you see in between the variables in this case sleep exercise and screen time an r squared can vary between zero and a hundred percent where zero is a totally unconnected relationship and a hundred percent is a perfect model that explains this variance completely in the statistical models that these scientists ran the r squared was between three and six percent in other words, screen time, exercise, and sleep, as well as a bunch of controlling variables like ethnicity and age, all together explain a maximum of 6% of the variance in impulsiveness in these kids. And that's really not a lot. Now you might be saying, that doesn't sound very surprising or interesting, Gid. To which my response would be, well, keep listening. The story gets even murkier from here. The thing is, there were quite a few things about this study that made it almost worthless for drawing any definitive conclusions about anything. For one thing, this was just a vague correlation. The researchers took a single point in time and correlated kids' habits with their impulsivity. It's impossible to know from this which direction the correlation runs. Maybe kids who are more impulsive naturally spend more time on screens or less time exercising in a, re a reversal of the causal relationship, or what's commonly called reverse causality, where the outcome is actually causing the exposure, and not the other way around, as you would expect. Maybe there's a third factor, say, how much fighting happens at home, that's actually causing both an increase in the amount of impulsivity kids display, and how much screen time they get. It's also worth noting that this study used incredibly blunt measures of all the exposure variables. What I mean by that is that the cohort that the researchers used got virtually no information on sleep or exercise. Sleep was calculated from a single question asked of the parents one time. Uh, it was um, basically how much does your child sleep on average? And exercise was calculated based on asking the kids how many times in the last week they exercised for 60 minutes or more. Now, I don't deal with children regularly, uh, since I stopped being one, but I'd be shocked if all of the 8 to 11 year olds in the study answered correctly to a single question like that. Even screen time was calculated using a pretty simplistic formula that may have left it open to a lot of issues. It's also worth noting that none of the variables in the study were particularly important in terms of explaining impulsivity, or at least none of the variables that were focused on in the study. For every statistical model, they, uh, the researchers entered in sleep, screen time, and exercise, but they also entered in, to corrective confounding, ethnicity, BMI, family income, and parental education. And in every model, the four controlling variables were as or more important to the results as the sleep, exercise, and screen time. Basically, this means that the trifecta of importance from the study, the thing that the researchers pulled out and said were very important, were less meaningful in terms of impulsivity than whether a child was white or Hispanic, or whether their parents were rich or poor, which wasn't really mentioned in any of the news stories. I mean, no one said... Um, children who are white less likely to be impulsive because that doesn't sound as great as uh, screens which everyone loves to hate 
The other big thing to think about was what this study actually showed, and more importantly, what it didn't. Now, impulsivity may sound really important, but what does it actually mean? In this case, it's not just a colloquial term. The impulsivity measures in the study were psychologically val validated, which tie into a theoretical construct of what being impulsive really means. Now that so sounds complex, and it is, but it's worth noting that it's a very long draw to go from a validated, a validated impulsivity questionnaire to any sort of mental health problem. We know that impulsivity is probably related to, say, bipolar disorder, but we certainly can't put up an exact number on how much those two things are related. This is what made the Telegraph headline so totally absurd. Even if we accept that screen time is directly responsible for increases in impulsivity, it may be that this is meaningless in terms of any actual mental health problems like depression or anorexia. Realistically, there's a good chance that this research found absolutely nothing at all of any interest. Which is not exactly what you would have gotten from the headlines, is it? Ultimately, it's impossible, or at least very difficult, to draw any realistic conclusions from this research. We have absolutely no idea what the vague correlations that the researchers found mean, even if they do hold true in further studies. Or, as the researchers themselves put it, it is impossible to draw any causal inferences regarding associations from their study. Basically, there's no way to know if these connections are meaningful or meaningless, no matter what the Telegraph said. There may be some relationship between screen time and mental health in children, but realistically it's not likely to be causal. For one thing, screen time is as diverse a concept now as speaking or writing was a decade ago. A child sitting in front of a screen could be doing anything from computer games to homework, from socialising to Netflix, and it would all be captured as the same variable, screen time. I myself spend many hours in front of a screen each day, and I'm often paid to do it. Demonising screen time as an issue in and of itself completely ignores the growing importance of screens and what they really mean to us, and especially what they mean to kids who use screens for a truly amazing number of things, from social activities to just everyday life. While we love to hate technology, the idea that all screens are always bad is, at best, a bit of an oversimplification. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GetMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GetMK or Medium at GetMK or Facebook at GetMK Health Nerd. You can also find Sensationalist Science at SensiPod on Twitter. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. Mm -hmm.